0: Hey there, thanks for joining us here at Compass Church, where we are making God accessible to everyone. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us as a church, head over to our website, compassbn.com. We hope this inspires you and gives you practical ways to live out your faith. Enjoy the message. Well, thank you for joining me for the final week of the Parenting Paradox So just as a refresher, the parenting paradox is the space that exists between the family photos that we post online and the reality of what things really look like at home. It's the difference between our expectation of parenting and the reality of parenting. So over the last several weeks, we've been talking about how to bridge the gap between these two pictures of raising kids. And today we're gonna talk about one of the most important and what I think is the most challenging part of raising kids, and that is obedience. One of the most informative passages in the New Testament that we have on children and obedience is found in Ephesians chapter six, and it starts in verse one. And the apostle Paul who wrote this, he says, "'Children, obey your parents "'because you belong to the Lord, "'for this is the right thing to do. "'Honor your father and mother.'" Now, I know we could totally stop right there, and most parents would be totally cool with it, right? I mean, honor your father and mother. You obey because it's the right thing to do. And God said to honor me, so honor me. And children obeying their parents, it is the right thing to do. I mean, it's one of the 10 commandments, right? But it's more complicated than that in the real world. When my kid is up in the McDonald's playland and they won't come down, when I tell them it's time to go and I either have to crawl up in there to get them or sit for another hour waiting for them to be done, you know, yelling up at them and saying, God said that you needed to obey me. That isn't really helpful. It doesn't work. But if God said that children should obey and I believe God, then why is getting them to obey so hard? Why is obedience such a tough thing? Now, I think that one of the main reasons obedience is hard is because our perspective on it as adults, I think it's off a little bit. See, we tend to think that obedience is for us, right? It's for our benefit. Our kids should do what we say for our convenience, to make our lives easier, because parenting is hard. And it stinks sometimes. But the reasoning for obedience in the New Testament actually says the opposite. Look at the full context of Ephesians chapter 6. It says, children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. But then it goes on to say this. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on the earth. Now again, the apostle Paul, he wrote this letter to the Ephesian church. And, and in this, this passage, he reiterates this interesting fact about the Ten Commandments, which is where the command to honor your father and mother, to obey your parents, it's where this commandment comes from. So out of all of the Ten Commandments, you know, don't murder, don't steal, don't lie, don't commit adultery, this one, honor your father and mother, is the only one that is accompanied with a promise, an if-then statement. If you honor your father and mother, then things will go well for you. You will have a good life. This is a promise that God made at the very beginning of his covenant relationship with mankind. And it's a promise that's repeated and reiterated right here. So boil it down. What does this mean? It means that teaching our children to obey is for their benefit it gives them a better life. It's not for the benefit of parents, but it's for the benefit of our children. Check this out. Obedience is not for your convenience, but for their good. It's not for our convenience as parents, but it's for the good of our children. Developing obedience in our kids is not just to make our lives easier, but to make them more successful at life. It's a spiritual investment that we make in our children that puts them on the right path. Colossians 3.20 says this. We saw this last week. Children, always obey your parents, for this pleases the Lord. Again, we talked about this last week. And it means that children who are raised to obey are being raised to honor God and to follow Him. Obedience develops and strengthens their relationship with Him. But it's not just about that. There's there's this other big reason that making this mental shift on obedience, being about them, not us, is so important. When we think that obedience is about our convenience, it leads to selfish and self-centered parenting. And selfish parenting, it plays out in one of two ways. Now, the first way that selfish parenting plays out is that we discipline what we don't like. Okay, we, it means this, that we focus mainly on correcting the behaviors that either hurt or inconvenience and annoy us as parents. Now, it's easy to fall into this trap because there's a lot of overlap in things that are good for them and still good for us. I mean, they will have a better life if they don't have a habit of talking back and giving attitude to people in authority, right? And I will have a better life if they don't talk back to me. Everybody wins when I correct that. But this, it's a heart issue. When my motives are for my benefit and not for theirs, then the things that we tend to discipline the most are the things that just bother us the most. Because we're not thinking about what's best for them, we're thinking about what's best for us. And this first form of selfish and self-centered parenting It can become aggressive and dominating. Maybe you had a parent who was like that. You may have kids that follow your rules like this, but it's at the cost of the quality of your relationship with them. See, Jesus-style parenting will always love them enough to correct what hurts them rather than correcting just what bothers us. So the second form of selfish parenting is actually the opposite of the first. It's not that we over-discipline our kids, it's that we don't discipline our kids. Look, being a parent is hard. Sometimes kids are stubborn. You may not know this, but kids, they can be real jerks. Even like little ones, even really cute ones, they scream, they bite, they throw fits, they run away, they don't listen. I mean, that's real jerk stuff, right? And some parents, rather than dealing with the conflict of making their kids obey, just decide that it isn't worth the fight, and they let their kids do whatever they want. Truth is, I don't need i don't need to go into much more detail on this one because we all know someone like this. There's someone like this in all of our lives. You might be a parent like this. Your kids run wild because it's just too hard to keep them in line. You're too tired. You don't know what to do. Maybe you feel you're All alone in this thing and it's just easier to let things slide than it is to deal with them. And listen, I understand. I mean, sometimes we just do what works to get through the day. If you have strong-willed kids, it can be easier to shut the door on all the screaming and fighting and the chaos than it is to jump in and try to stop it. But listen, fudging on obedience because we don't want to deal with the conflict does not benefit our kids. It may be the most convenient thing for us, but it isn't for their good. It hurts them in the long run. It prevents them from experiencing God's promise in their lives. It encourages more bad behavior because it creates a template for them to get what they want. So let me illustrate, on the show Survivor, there's this contest that happens every season of the show. It's this pole challenge. And, and in it, contestants all climb a pole that has these little cutouts in it all the way down, and then they just have to hang on as long as they can. Whoever toughs out the pain and lasts the longest on that pole, they win. Now, this is such a good picture of parenting. When we submit to our kids out of fear of conflict, it teaches them that all they have to do to get what they want is to outlast us. If they win one, one time by screaming and crying, they now have a baseline for how long it takes to outlast you to get what they want. Now, I want to be really clear, okay? I'm not saying that you should be in some sort of adversarial contest or competition with your kids. The exact opposite is true. Because I'm saying that when we fight to develop obedience in our kids, we are fighting for their best future. And parenting is just like any other discipline. Sometimes we have to take the short-term pain to get the long-term gain. Now my wife, Terry, she is a great mom. She was, she's always just been an intuitively great parent, especially when our kids were really little. And once when our kids were super small, uh, they were like four, two, and one, she took them all to the grocery store to go shopping. Now, they all really loved going to the store. For Terry, it's great to get out of the house. And the kids really liked going there, and usually it was fine. And so she had all the kids in one of those shopping carts that has the big plastic extra kid seats in the front, and they're all loaded in. And after about half an hour of shopping, this, this cart is full of the groceries that we would need for the next week, stacked to the top, which is a lot when you have three kids. So they get to the line at the register to check out. And when they do, our two-year-old Trinity saw something that she wanted on the candy rack, and she grabbed it. Terry looks at her and says, no, you can't have that, and she takes it and she put it back. Parents of toddlers, you know what happened next. Trinity started screaming, like she had never screamed before, and all the other people in line and in the store, immediately, they whip around, to look at Terry and to look at this screaming child to see what's going on. And my other two kids are just watching like their eyes are big because they know that things are about to go down one way or another. Now here's the thing, Trinity in this moment, she knew she had Terry up against the wall. She knew that her mom was stuck in this line and that she had to buy this cart full of groceries. She knew that time was on her side because they had to wait for the people in front of them to check out. And so she knew that if she screamed loudly and long enough, that Terry would either have to let her keep screaming or give her what she wanted to make her stop. It was like textbook survivor poll challenge and Trinity was pushing it. Terry, again, as an intuitively really good mom, she she knew that this was an obedience moment. And so she asked Trinity to stop screaming. Trinity didn't stop screaming. So this is what Terry did. She pulled the cart out of line, got all of the kids out of their seats and walked out of the store. She left the cart full of groceries sitting there in the aisle. She knew she was almost done. She knew she was almost ready to check out. She knew she was gonna have to come back and do all this shopping again. But she packed up and she took our three little kids, one of them screaming like she was getting murdered, out to the van. She packed them into their car seats and then she looked Trinidad in the eye and told her, screaming doesn't get you what you want. And, and truth, we rarely had to deal with that type of behavior again, because Terry was willing to take some short-term pain, embarrassing pain at the grocery store, for the long-term gain of teaching our kids that throwing a fit and outbursts of anger will not get them what they want in life. It wasn't convenient for her, but it was for their good. 1 Corinthians 10, 24, it says this, it says, don't be concerned for your own good, but for the good of others. And this is the heart of Jesus-style parenting. How we raise our kids, it should come from a place of desiring their good over ours. And again, obedience is not for our convenience, it's for their good, for their blessing, for God to move in their lives. Again, listen, Parenting is not easy. And whether you struggle with only disciplining what you don't like in your kids or, or whether you struggle with disciplining your ki- or, or not disciplining your kids enough because you don't want to deal with the conflict, whichever it is, you're not alone. It's easy to swing between both of those things when we forget or don't realize that obedience is for their good, that it comes with a promise from God to bless our children. And wherever you fall in all of this, when you pray this week, I think it'd be helpful if you ask God these questions. First, do I put my current convenience over my child's best future? Lord, do I parent to avoid the conflict? Or do I I overparent in order to get what I want out of them? And then ask God, what areas can I challenge Or what areas can I change in in order to best love and direct my children on the right path? And then finally, ask God to see his promise, the promise that comes with obedience, to bless our kids in action in your home this week. If you play any role in helping to raise a child, grandparent, aunts, uncles, friends, just listen, know that I am with you and that I'm praying for you. God is with you, and you can do this. And if there's anything that I can do to help you or encourage you in this journey, then look, don't hesitate to reach out to me. My email address is chris at compassbn.com. There's nothing more important than your kids, and we want to help you. So if you need help, if you need prayer, if you need a shoulder to cry on, message me. We want to help you in any way that we possibly can because your kids matter the target you're aiming their lives at. It matters. What God is doing in their hearts and and in your heart changing you, it matters. God has a plan for your child and I can't wait to see what He does in them as we raise our children on the right path that God has laid out for us. Thanks again for joining me today and I can't wait to see you next time. Thanks again for joining us today. If you want to learn more about us as a church, get connected, need prayer, or anything else at all, head over to our website, compassbn.com.